Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Duh. That's all right. Sandy does the same thing. <laughs> Good. And she's done it a lot longer than me. Okay. Um, today's Sunday, June 12th, and we're continuing to talk about uh, praise and thanksgiving. And we're linking this up with uh, the effectiveness of our praying the promises. Let's go to uh, Philippians 4. Okay, Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 through 6. And uh, Edward, uh, would you read that out of the Amplified? Chapter 4, what? Uh, uh, 4 through 6. In fact, you can go down to 7 if you want. Chapter 4, 4 through 6. 4 through 6 or 7. Rejoice and learn always. Delight, gladden themselves in Again, I say rejoice. Let all men know and perceive and recognize you unselfishness, your consideration, your forbearing, forbearing spirit. The Lord is near. He is coming soon. Do not fret or have any anxiety about anything, but in every circumstance and everything by prayer and petition, definite request with thanksgiving, continue to make your wants known to God. And God's peace shall be yours, that tranquil state of a soul, of the soul sure of its salvation through Christ, of its salvation through Christ, and so fearing nothing from God and being content with his earthly lot of whatever sort that, that is, that peace, which stands all understanding shall garrison and mount guard over your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Okay. Amplified really uh, expands on that. But, you know, this is a spiritual law. Rejoice in the Lord always. Rejoice. The Lord is near. So don't be anxious, but in uh, prayer and petition with thanksgiving. And it's important that, you know, you, you uh, have faith and stand on uh, the promises of God to know that when you pray them and you link it up with thanksgiving, that you'll receive what you asked. And not only that, but you get a bonus. You get the peace of God. And that's a peace not like what man gives, because you know what our peace, you know, comes and goes, but the peace of God is always there. It's continuous. It's stable. You can count on the peace of God when you have that in your heart. Uh, and that transcends anything that we can understand from mankind. The peace of God helps us through those trials and tribulations of life. 
And when we're praying for our own circumstances or praying in intercession for others, we can stand with God's peace and grace and mercy and have the full confidence that if it lines up with the Bible, it will come to pass. And we can have uh, the joy of the Lord, which is our strength. We can have the peace of God. And when you, when you pray with thanksgiving in your heart, and you praise God and thank Him and remind Him of all the great things He's already done for you, it turns your own attitude around. And you can pray with joy and thanksgiving and um, come out of it feeling so much better. What's well, now faith? Now faith. Now faith. Absolutely right now. And we have that assurance that it's already a done deal. Anything we petitioned for, it's already done. And that's today, right now, this minute. And that's the way we're to pray, this minute, every day. Because the future is already taken care of. The past is past and we don't have to worry about it. It's right now. Knowing the insurance is ours. That we have God, God's peace and he's by our back. That now faith is really important, and that's all part of having that, that heart of gratitude and thanksgiving. And then praising Him and thanking Him and giving Him the glory. If we don't have it right now, if we're waiting for it, or if we're second-guess the Lord, then we're saying, well, He's only going to do it, maybe. But when you have now faith, meaning this right now, then we know that anything we pray it's already been taken care of but it's already um, a, a self uh, giving us a peace that we need to have I think that's just the awesomeness of it it changes your whole way of looking at things how often do we go through so many trials and if all of a sudden something comes up and if we immediately say in Jesus name take this from us mm -hmm how much quieter our heart feels in any kind of circumstance. As soon as I would get any kind of anxiety, Jesus, and then speak his right. name, because you know right now it's already taken care of. Everything's in the name of Yeshua. Well, just... Yeshua. I just think I've Salvation. Become, my peace just overwhelms me then. My heart stops beating, you know, anxiously, and it's just right now. We just have to remember that. For me, a lot of times, it's just, Jesus, help me. Yes. Help me, God, help me. Right, right there. Help me. I don't know what to do, but you help me. You know. Yep. Guide me, direct me, counsel me, help me. Now, I don't think we have to go into a lot of detail with him, because he already knows no, it. he knows it all. And just say, you know, in Jesus' name, take care of this. I, it's just... And we can have other times when, you know, we go and we pray the promises and we yeah. we pray intercession to break bondages and to bring favor and blessings and safety and security. And we can do all that. Yeah. But sometimes you just, just need to say, God, help me. Right. And mean it, you know, yeah. not, in a, not in a sarcastic way like some people do in the world, but yeah. to truly believe that he will. And he brings his supernatural ability and power into our natural world. Right. 
And he can trump, God's love trumps anything that can happen. And so no matter how rough things can look, he can make this, the, the valley smooth and you know the, the path, crooked pathway straight. So uh, just keep your finger or put a pen right in there in Philippians because we're going to go back to Colossians here in a minute. But let's just go back to the Old Testament to Second Chronicles. And we're just going to do one verse there. Second Chronicles chapter 20. And verse 22. I don't have any marks in the rocks. <laughs> well, I made a mark on this verse. <laughs> That's it. Because okay. I heard a teaching. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and so I thought, well, I'm going to go look up that verse. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a good verse. Okay. Here you are, you know, in the middle of war with the ites, yeah. you know, the Ammonites and the Moabites and all that. <clears throat> And verse 22 says, As they began to sing and praise, the Lord set ambushes against the men of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir, who were invading Judah, and they were defeated. So here are people, the Israelites are in a big battle. They're in war with all these tribes. And in the middle of this horrible bloodshed the Israelites if you go back up to verse 21 or let's go to 20 I'll just go back up to 20 and read it early in the morning they left for the desert of Tekoa as they set out Jehoshaphat stood and said listen to me Judah and the people of Jerusalem have faith in the Lord your God and you will be upheld. Have faith in his prophets and you will be successful. After consulting the people, Jehoshaphat appointed men to sing to the Lord and to praise him for the splendor of his holiness as they went out at the head of the army saying, give thanks to the Lord for his love endures forever. And what um, what I heard someone say, and I can't remember who it was, is that you should sing praises. Sing praises, and God sets ambushes against your enemies. Yes. So even if you have people attacking you or coming against you and you feel overwhelmed, depressed, oppressed, whatever, you sing praises and give thanksgiving to God. Give Him the glory. Acknowledge His holiness and His love and know that they are always there for you. And the Lord, it tells you right here, the Lord set ambushes against the men coming against the Israelites. So no matter what's coming against you in life, you can pray the promises. Give God the glory for the answer. Receive the answer and give Him the thanksgiving and praise. Any comments about that? And I'm sure when you go through the Old Testament, you see lots of examples about that. But that particular verse tells you that God will actually set ambushes against those people. And you'll have the victory. Okay. Any, any, uh, anything about that? 
Okay. Now let's go to Colossians, which is after Philippians. Colossians 2, verses 6 and 7. Okay, Ryan. So then, just as you receive Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live in Him, rooted up, rooted and built up in Him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. Okay. Rooted and built up. Strengthened. And the joy is your strength. And continue to be overflowing with thankfulness. Let's see, the Amplified says, As you have therefore received Christ, even Jesus the Lord, so walk, regulate your lives, and conduct yourselves in union with and conformity to Him. Have the roots of your being firmly and deeply planted in Him, fixed and founded in Him, being continually built up in Him, becoming increasingly more confirmed and established in the faith, just as you were taught, and abounding and overflowing in it with thanksgiving. Now, I don't know how you feel about it, but every time I see one of these verses that talk about abounding or exceedingly abundant and overflowing, that just brings joy to my heart right there. Um, that, that really lifts us up when we know that He has much more than enough, more than we could ever imagine, think, or believe. He is there to take care of us. Well, we're also to ask for them. I mean, we know that they're ours, but like we're praising and thanksgiving, we have to know that these blessings are ours, assuredly knowing that. So every prayer and thanksgiving to God is, and we need to ask, continue the blessings upon us. And then not take them for granted. No, and not take them for not granted. Not just expect and take for granted, but to have that attitude of gratitude. Yes. And, le- and then he likes to hear it. So yes. we need to speak it out. Uh, we're always talking about you need to speak it out. Right. Well, he likes to hear us. And um, it, it helps um, strengthen that connection we have with him when we talk to him like a, like a friend and a daddy and right. everything. He's our all in all. Talk to him as if he's our all in all. Just talk out loud. Sincere, heartfelt praise is a high form of faith. It's an expression of faith, hope, confidence, and trust in God in all circumstances. It develops our roots and foundation in Him and builds us up higher and higher in our faith in God. So it takes us from glory to glory, maturation to maturation in Christ. Now let's go uh, to chapter 3 in Colossians. Chapter 3, verses 15 through 17. Okay, Jill. And let the peace, soul, harmony, which comes from Christ's rule, act as umpire continually in your hearts, deciding and settling with finality all questions that arise in your minds in that peaceful state. To which, as members of Christ, one body you were also called to live and be thankful, appreciative, giving praise to God always. Let the word spoken by Christ the Messiah have its home in your heart and mind 
and dwell in you in all its richness as you teach and admonish and train one another in all insight and intelligence and wisdom and spiritual things and as you sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs making melody to God with his grace in your hearts and whatever you do no matter what it is in word or deed do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus and in dependence upon his person giving praise to God the Father through him. Well. Yes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> amen. Amen. Amen and amen. Amen in Hebrew. Amen yes. and amen. So those three verses pretty much sum up what we were just talking about. Exactly. And, and at the beginning, uh, you said something about umpire. Yes. Did I hear that? Is, could you read that ver that again? And let the peace, soul harmony which comes from Christ rule, act as umpire continually. Act, act as an umpire. Continually in your heart. Deciding and settling. Finality. So, act as an what, what do you think about that, Ryan? Seeing as how you coach baseball <laughs> well the umpire, umpire tells you what's right and what's wrong yeah what's safe and what's out so exactly. it's telling you that that should lead your life right there's a life lesson yes that's good yes because it, it doesn't say that in the NIV and that just really strikes oh. me it strikes me <laughs> yes it strikes you three strikes strike, strike. yes <laughs> Well, I think we need to, that's a good word to be using, knowing that he kind of is our umpire, you know, he, um, umpire, I can't say word. because he's there when he, and he'll tell us when we're doing something we shouldn't be doing because our conscience will get us. Well, and the Bible says uh, the Lord chastises yes. those that he loves. Yes. So if he loves you, he's going to tell you when you need to straighten up your act. Exactly. <laughs> And then the Holy Spirit is there to counsel you and guide and direct and teach you and uh, tell you what you could do, what you need to do to uh, get back in the game and live victoriously. <laughs> and then if you just kind of look down the page, it's, this one just... Um, just jumped out at me because I have it marked from something else. Chapter 4, verse 2. Devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. So th this is a, a topic that goes, you know, through this section in Colossians of being thankful and giving praise and glory to God. And devoting yourself to prayer and thanksgiving. Well, I think we need to give thanks all the time. I, I truly think that's the intent of God. I don't think it's meaning that... Uh, I think it's just that He wants us to thank Him. But we have to be thankful for what He gives us. And it's already given. It's already been given to us. We already have it available to us. We just have to be thankful for what He does give to us. Always in thankfulness. Okay. Uh, 
I get uh, the magazine, the magazine from Kenneth Hagen Ministries, and this is a timeless teaching by uh, Kenneth E. Hagen, uh, the founder of that ministry. And I'd just like to read what he has to say about this topic. And it's titled, Psalms, Hymns, and Spiritual Songs. It's God's plan for Christians to be continually filled with the Holy Spirit and worship in the Spirit. The way we maintain a continual infilling and walk in the Spirit is through speaking divinely inspired utterances to the Lord. So right, right away he's telling us, how do we do it? We need to speak it out. Divinely inspired, meaning by the Holy Spirit. These divinely inspired utterances can have several different means of expression. One way is to magnify and worship God in other tongues. We see this in Acts 10, verse 46. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Paul also mentions several other expressions. Ephesians 5, 19. Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Colossians 3.16 also emphasizes worshiping the Lord, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Paul was speaking to every believer when he said we are to speak to ourselves in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, this is something we are to do in our personal communion with God. A psalm is a spiritual poem or ode. It may or may not rhyme, but there is an element of poetry about it. It may be sung, chanted, or recited. A person given to music would naturally sing a psalm given by the Spirit. Others who are not inclined to sing would simply speak out the psalm. So, you know, he's starting to tell us how you can do this and there's no one right or wrong way. There's lots of different uh, ways to express ourselves to, to God. Um, <clears throat> many times God will give us a psalm in our private prayer life for our benefit. On the other hand, a hymn is a song of praise and worship addressed to and directed toward God. A spiritual song brings forth the revelation of the word that the Holy Spirit has given to you. It may be a scripture, a word of encouragement, a word of exhortation, and so forth. Psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs are given by the Holy Spirit. They're hot off the wire from heaven. Jesus called this kind of utterance New Testament worship. So there's lots of ways to express ourselves. Once we are initially filled with the Spirit and speak supernaturally, we are to continue speaking supernaturally. It's not just one and done. Ephesians 5, 18 and 19 and Colossians 3, 16 are talking about the supernatural utterance the Holy Spirit gives us on the spur of the moment by the spirit of prophecy. What is prophecy? It is inspired utterance in a known tongue. The simple gift of prophecy speaketh unto men to edification and exhortation and comfort. And that's from 1 Corinthians 14, verse 3. It should not be confused with the prophet's office, 
which often gives revelation of the future. So any one of us could be giving a prophecy from the Holy Spirit to speak out to others. <clears throat> any, any thoughts about that? Any, anyone may hear from the Holy Spirit and feel very strongly that it's a word to give to those around you or in a prayer group or Bible study. <clears throat> and, but that's not quite the same as the office of prophet. Okay. According to 1 Corinthians 14, verse 31, every believer should prophesy, or in other words, should speak to himself in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs in his private devotional life. Consider what Paul wrote to the church at Corinth. When you come together, every one of you hath a psalm. The reason everyone in the early church could have a psalm when they came together was that they had been speaking in psalms in their private prayer lives. The benefits of speaking to ourselves in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs are great. First, it enables us to have true communion with God and worship Him in spirit and in truth. It also, it's also a means of spiritual edification. We stay encouraged and build up in the Lord. Finally, it keeps us separated from the world. It causes us to be conscious of His indwelling presence. If we're conscious that He is living in us, it's bound to affect the way we live. It is God's plan that we be filled with His Spirit and speak forth in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. But some may say, I don't know how to do that. How can I enter into that kind of walk in the Spirit? Uh, you know, I've, I've heard lots of stories of people who say, you know, they were reading the Bible or a uh, hymn came to their mind and they just felt like starting to sing it out loud. Uh, uh, songs that praise the Lord or, or even if they're in their prayer language that all of a sudden the Holy Spirit gives them a song to sing in tongues. And, and, and that happens. Um, but, you know, there are a lot of people that say, I, I just don't know how to do that. I've never experienced it. I've never heard anyone else do it. How would I do that? Well, then Kenneth Hagin says, stir up the gift. Some believers have been filled with the Holy Spirit and have spoken in other tongues. Yet they've never spoken in tongues again or have spoken very little since their initial infilling. They have not maintained a fresh experience with God. Notice that Paul, in writing to Timothy, said, Wherefore I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God, which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. And that reference is 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 6. What gift was Paul talking about? There is a twofold application of this verse. The word gift here can refer to impartations by the Holy Spirit given when God sets people aside for service. For example, Acts 13.2 says, As they ministered to the Lord, the Holy Ghost said, Separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work whereunto I have called them. Something was imparted to Barnabas and Saul by the Holy Spirit, as they were set apart for service. The second application of this verse is that the gift Timothy received when Paul laid hands on him was the gift of the Holy Spirit. 
We know from Scripture that Paul laid his hands on many people and they received the Holy Spirit. I think a lot of us know that as impartation yes. through the laying on of hands. And you'll see that a lot in ministry conferences where one highly anointed minister will recognize that there is someone else that is anointed by God and it's kind of like Elijah asking for a two-fold two anointing from Elijah. Well, we can do that too. That never stopped. We can do that too. If you've been anointed f from God, you can impart that anointing to others through the laying on of hands and praying over others. Um, notice what Paul said Timothy was to do with this gift. He said, stir up the gift of God that is within you. In other words, stir up the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. You can stir up the Holy Spirit yourself within your own spirit by praying in other tongues. After you do that for a while, you can begin speaking to yourself in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. This is how you enter into New Testament worship. And that's, that's the end of that. And I thought it was important to, to read over that because you can read a lot of the scriptures, but then you think, what does it involve? And then you have lots of d debates in the churches as to what's appropriate and what is not appropriate. Uh, you know, you can't use a set of drums or, you know, we only like this type of song. No, uh, he's not putting any kind of uh, parameters on it. In fact, there are scriptures that tells you to use drums, tambourines, cymbals, you know, flutes, whatever you have, because your focus is on praising the Lord with music and beautiful songs. And it may not be a perfect, perfect poem that you're singing to Him, but the Holy Spirit may speak to you and give you words for you to sing out or speak out in praise. And that's if it's the Holy Spirit giving it to you, that's part of God giving it the part of God. It's divine from beginning to the end. It's the Holy Spirit, which is part of the triune God, speaking to you and you speaking what he says back out to God the Father in the name of Jesus. Now, does anyone have any comments about any of that? What time do you have? Oh, I've got a quarter after. Quarter after yeah. 11. Okay, we've got some time yet. Well, some of my favorite psalms of praise are Psalm uh, 90 through 104. And if you read them out loud, you can't help but be uplifted. Mm -hmm. And God will be pleased and he'll put a song in your heart. Many of these verses can be personalized as, uh, as petitions of intercession for yourself and for others in prayer. So here is a verse from Nehemiah and a sampling of some uplifting psalms of praise. <clears throat> Let's see, Nehemiah 8, verse 10. And in the NIV, it is, Do not grieve, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Joy equals strength. Joy is not a fleeting emotion. The joy of the Lord is not fleeting. It's not like uh, what we experience is a happiness that comes and goes. But joy is stable. And it's a very real spiritual force. Um, just as fear must yield to faith, 
Discouragement must yield to joy. They cannot coexist in the same moment. Joy helps you stay strong to do what God calls you to do. And since it is one of the fruit of the Spirit, you already have it in your spirit. However, uh, you must develop it, confess it, confess it out loud with your mouth, and live it to increase its power and effectiveness in your life. So, um, it's already in there, but we have to work with it. Let's go back, let's go to Psalms. We have to believe that he exists and know that he's our rewarder. So, you know, if we, if we want to be, have the blessings and we're praying the blessings, we have to know first that he exists for us and is there and will reward us. We're He's our ever-present help in time mm -hmm. of need. So, but we have to acknowledge that, the existence of him. The joy of the Lord is our strength, and that needs to be one of our goals. Yes. To, to, to not just let the winds of our circumstances buffet us around and just, just go with the wind every way it blows us and feel helpless. And just say, oh, well, I'm not happy. Well, happiness comes and goes. Yeah. What we need to do is build up our faith and our close relationship with the triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And as we build that, then we realize that he's our provider. He's our all in all. We put our feet on his rock. We in, and our faith will start to build, and we build our testimonies, we build our experience. We learn that the scriptures are real, they are still effective in our lives. We have choices along the way to make. And so we can be bitter, or we can be better. We can be happy, or we just, and let it come and go, or we can have the joy of the Lord. We can have fear, we can have faith, curses or blessings. Life or death, it all comes down to those verses. And they're all interconnected, and that's why we keep going over a lot of these verses over and over and over again. They are spiritual laws, and we cannot ignore them. Um, so there is a better way to live, and we can have those, those answers to our prayers. We don't have to feel helpless. We don't have to go crying, be, uh, crying and begging and pleading before the Lord. We can, we can walk into his throne room. He's right there with us, and we can pray his promises, and we can build on those promises. Well, and the faith that we have, we can't just rely on him as a lucky charm or a rabbit spin. No. We only pull him out when the, the yuck comes. We need to so do that's why our faith, we have to know that he exists and we'll answer our prayers. We need to do some house cleaning, like yeah. eliminating the words like lucky yeah. or fortunate. Yeah, or fake. We need to have uh, the blessings and favor. Well, and know that they're ours, yeah. but know that they've, anything that it, it's an answer. Whether we like the answer or not, it's what, it's what happens at the time, and we have to say, oh, well, there he was. He was there for me. 
And that was his answer. And it wasn't just by luck that it happened or circumstances like you said. No coincidence in the no, Hebrew no language. No luck. There's no word for luck no. or coincidence. No. Okay. Let's go back to the Psalms and start with Psalm 9. And we're going to leave here on a good note. Let's just read a couple verses. We're going to pick some verses specifically about singing, rejoicing, and praising. Okay. Psalm 9, verse 1 and 2. Do you have that, Ed? Yep. I will praise you, O Lord, with my whole heart. I will show forth, recount, and tell aloud all your, your marvelous works and wonderful deeds. I will rejoice in you and be in, in high spirits. I will sing praise to your name, O Most High. All right. Be in high spirits. That's, okay, now let's go to Psalm 18. Okay, Psalm 18, verses 1 through 3. I love you fervently and devoted, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer, my God, my keen and firm strength in whom I will trust and take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my high tower. Mm-hmm. I will call upon the Lord, who is to be praised. Show, so shall I be saved from my enemies. Okay. Psalm 30. Okay, verse 4 and 5. Ryan. Sing to the Lord, you saints of His. Praise His holy name. For His anger lasts only a moment, but His favor lasts a lifetime. Weeping may remain for a night, but rejoicing comes in the morning. Oh, mm -hmm. Now uh, jump down to verse 11 and 12 and read that. You turn my wailing into dancing. You remove my sackcloth and clothe me with joy, that my heart may sing to you and not be silent. O Lord my God, I will give you thanks forever. Mm -hmm. Turn my wailing into dancing. Give you thanks forever. Psalm 33, verse 1 through 4. Rejoice in the Lord, O you righteousness, you're upright and right, standing with God for praise is becoming and appropriate for those who are upright in heart. Give thanks to the Lord with the lyre, sing praises to Him with the harp of ten strings. Sing to Him a new song, play skillfully on the strings with a loud and joyful sound. For the word of the Lord is right and all His work is done in faithfulness. Mm -hmm. For the word of the Lord is right and true. He is faithful in all He does. We are the righteousness of God as born-again believers and as mature Christians who understand and really know the love and benefits that God showers on us daily. Our hearts should delight in Him and feel a need to praise and thank Him. Play skillfully. Do your best to all respectfully honor Him as He most certainly deserves. Okay, Psalm 34, verse 1 through 4. 
Ryan? I will extol the Lord at all times. His praise will always be on my lips. My soul will boast in the Lord. Let the afflicted hear and rejoice. Glorify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. I remember Paul Crouch always started his program. I will praise the Lord continuously. His praise will all will continually be in my mouth. I think he probably took his out of King James. But you know, it's just like that's how we should be. There should be a continuous attitude of praise in our mouths and speak it out when we when we feel it's appropriate. Psalm 37 verses 3 through 7. And we're going to start to wrap this up. Trust, lean on, rely on, and be confident in the Lord, and do good. So shall you dwell in the land and feed surely on his faithfulness, and truly you shall be fed. Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he will give you the desires and the secret petitions of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord, roll and repose each care of your load on him. Trust, lean on, rely on, and be confident also in him, and he will bring it to pass. I went through this and I underlined, this talks about the attitude, the condition of the heart and posture before the Lord and in daily life. So trust, do good, dwell, enjoy safe pasture, delight, commit yourself to the Lord, trust, be still, wait patiently, do not fret, refrain from anger and turn from wrath. Do not fret. Worship should be a lifestyle in a daily attitude of loving God, talking with Him, praying about the big things and the little things, singing His praises, trusting His promises, thanking Him for the little joys and blessings that arrive throughout the day, and actually telling Him that we love and appreciate Him for all that He is and all that He does for us. Amen. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.